0: Be Better podcast with Infinity Real Estate Services. True stories from Bakersfield's business owners and entrepreneurs. We have sold over 50,000 homes in the Kern County area, and we are still going. Delete your limiting beliefs. If you have a dream, turn it into a goal. Only massive, inspired action will get you to where you want to be. If you're starting a business or looking to grow one, you're in the right spot. Welcome to the Be Better experience.
1: Hi, welcome back to the Be Better Podcast. My name is Daisy Vergara with Infinity Real Estate. I'll be your host today. And I have a guest here, Christina Lopez at Cornerstone Mortgage. Introduce introduce Uh, yourself.
0: Hi, Daisy. Thank you for having me. Yes, Christina Lopez Nieto, Cornerstone Mortgage. And, um, you know, we didn't really prepare for this, but um, I'd like to talk about how we met, right? So, Daisy and I met in 2019, I believe it was, you had just been newly licensed. I had just been newly licensed, although I had been in the mortgage industry for about that point, about 17, 18 years. Um, But you had a background, I know, in sales, right? You were selling cell phones, if I remember correctly. Yes. And um, here we are today, podcasting it together. Thank you, Daisy, again, for having me.
1: So, Christina, tell me a little more about yourself.
0: I know. I dipped into that a little bit sooner than I needed to, huh? Yeah. So, I have. like I said, about 22 years experience in the industry. I started in 2003, um, when you know before you had to even be licensed to be a loan officer. I was a loan officer assistant, is how I started out. Um, been. I went into the operations end of it, processing. I did processing and junior underwriting um, right until about 2019 when I had my last baby. So that touches a little bit on my personal life. So I'm a mother of three. I have a nine-year-old, Isabella, a seven-year-old, Alan, and then my baby. Well, she's not a baby, but she just started kinder. Christina Jr. is five. And um, whenever um, I had her, I decided I wanted to changed the path. Um, I never saw myself getting into sales. I don't feel like I'm a salesperson by nature, but I knew the business. Um, I'd been doing it so long that it was just a matter of getting licensed and trying it out and I would never turn back. It's been the best thing I've done. But, um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about yourself. I know you're a mother also.
1: Well, yes, I am a mother, mother, (laughs) I have five beautiful kids. The youngest one is three. She's the one that keeps me busy all the time. But, I'm, you know, the good thing about real estate is that I'm, I could be a mom and also, you know, get some income into my house. So
0: I am a witness to that, Daisy, because <laughs> when you were pregnant with your daughter, we were closing a loan. It was a young man from Los Angeles who was purchasing here. Yes um and you were nine months pregnant when we were closing turning in your keys uh, giving him his keys at closing right was I don't remember it was right after she was born or right before but it was within days I remember that was wild what I could
1: remember is that my daughter was probably like three years not three days old and I was giving somebody keys.
0: Okay, that's <laughs> what it was. So I knew that you were giving the keys either right before or right after. And I just thought, You're crazy. What are you doing out? Why don't you have right. someone turn in the keys for you? But no. So that's how dedicated Daisy is. You know, it doesn't matter. If she's just freshly out of the hospital, popping out a baby. She's gonna get that that those keys to you, right? Delivered <laughs> to you in person. She's not sending anyone else. So yeah, and we've been working together. I mean, Ever since, we have probably a few stories. I can't think of anything right. else off the top of my head, but that's one that always stands in my mind. Is
1: So um, tell me, Christina, mm-hmm. change of subject.
0: Okay, let's <laughs> stop talking about you. Yes,
1: <laughs> no more talking about me. What, you know, what do you think is challenging about you know, getting buyers to get a loan? Getting I buyers to get to, a loan.
0: Yeah. Well, the first issue is people being too scared to try it. So the first step is just seeing where you're at. So if you don't qualify today, I'm going to coach you. Daisy's going to coach you to get you there. So what does it take? The the pre-qualification process, it's not as painless. I mean, it's not as painful as it sounds, right? So it's a matter of gathering a few documents you probably already have at home, you know, your W-2s, your tax documents. W-2s, unless you're self-employed tax returns, um, pay stubs, Bank statements, ID, and what am I going to do? The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a series of questions, um, and we're going to move on to probably a credit check. Is typically the first thing that I'm going to do is a credit check. Um, you know, some people may have not established credit yet. I can help get them there. Or maybe you're coming out of a BK or foreclosure and you don't know what it takes to qualify again. Um, I go over like the seasoning times with you and and that kind of stuff. So typically it's the credit issues or hopefully not issues that we're gonna touch on first. Um, Second is gonna be the income and the work history. So what we're looking for is two years. Basically everything's two years. Two years resident history, two years work history. So a common misconception is that you have to um, be in the same line of work for two years. That's not the case. So what we're looking for is job stability job stability is key. So if you're, you know, just recently hired on to, let's just throw out Nestle, right? And you don't even have your first pay stub yet, but you've got an offer letter and you have it prior to your work history. I can use that income. There is no wait period. So we're going to touch on the income portion. Also, if you're a student, just graduated, just going into the field of whatever it was that you were studying, that school History will count towards your work history as long as it's in the same line. Um, So that's the income portion of it. And then the biggest hurdle, surprisingly, would be assets, funds to close. Um, that's one of the things that kind of shocks people most. Um, oh, I've got to have some money to buy a house, don't I? Yes. So there's lots of ways to get around that. So the most typical is what? You're checking your savings account, right? Maybe you haven't been saving or maybe, you know, you've been working for a long time at the same company paying into a 401k. Well, guess what? You can touch those 401k funds yes. um, for a home purchase. So. <laughs> you have the benefit of getting a hardship withdrawal in those 401ks where you're not paying taxes on it. Um, so you're not penalized, right? So there are certain key hardships that you have to be in to qualify. One of those is homeownership. So typically they just ask for a copy of the contract, proof you know, that you're in contract, and um, some kind of loan estimate.
1: And they don't even take a long time. I did that myself. It probably took five days typically like 2 to 7
0: money. days yeah and you can get that yeah. wired directly to your account yes so
1: a lot of people don't know that they can use their 401k money um so that's stocks, one thing. Yes, stocks.
0: bonds um gift from a family member um so it's kind of differentiates how you um show that gift if you're doing a conventional FHA loan which I don't want to dig too deep into that but absolutely you can get a um, gift from a parent sibling uncle aunt um, and also if you have something of value that you are planning on selling a car um, That's
1: just yeah sitting there. <laughs>
0: exactly so what do they ask for just you know proof that it was sold the amount what it was worth so basically like a receipt
1: mm-hmm. as well,
0: and then the deposit to match whatever it was that you sold that for Yeah, so, um, and there's also down payment assistance. We didn't touch on that. So for those who may not have money for their down payment, they may qualify for one of those down payment assistance programs and come in. I mean, the down payment assistance is not going to cover their closing cost unless you do one of those specialized loans that will also help with some of the closing costs. Typically, you are taking a little bit of a higher rate, so it may not be worth it. You can explore the option of getting a gift for your closing cost or maybe negotiating with your seller, but I'll let you touch on that part of it.
1: But a lot of times to get down payment assistance, you have to have, you know, okay credit, 640, 620 or higher, you know, They
0: do have overlays. So basically most of these down payment assistance programs, you're still doing a regular first loan. You're doing your conventional, your FHA, your VA, your USDA, but you have to meet their overlays in order to get that assistance. So yes, typically they have a minimum credit score. They'll have... um, Debt to income caps typically forty five to fifty percent. Um, typically, you have to be a first time home buyer, not always. And first time home buyer doesn't mean you never owned a home; you just haven't owned your own primary home in the last three years.
1: Oh, only three years. Mm hmm. Yes. Nice.
0: nice, nice. Yeah. So those are some of the ways that you can get around if you don't have those uh, savings in your personal account.
1: So what do you do whenever you get like a buyer with like a five hundred FICO score? What are things that you, you know, suggest for them to be able to like bring that credit up or
0: Yeah, well everybody it's always a case by case, right? So you can in fact FHA will let you get a loan five hundred and above, but most of the banks are not gonna take that risk, right? So they're putting their own um set uh FICO score with you know, the minimum bare minimum that they're willing to go to lend to you. But um It just depends on what the situation what do we have going on do we have a bankruptcy recently foreclosure collections are we just maxed out on our credit cards um so it's very much a case by case scenario in many cases i can kind of help get you there on my own um if it's something beyond my understanding then probably going to send you to the reputable uh, credit repair agency yeah exactly but um yeah it's not off limits if you're out of five hundred. Hey, if you're desperate and you can typically you have to put ten percent down right when you're below that five eighty mark, so if you've got that ten percent, some people might have it, and you're desperate, you know your landlord is um selling the home and you've got to get out and it, it can happen i mean it's
1: possible, it's possible
0: but definitely we can w- help Would get have that to score make a up
1: plan that's really what it is you know make a plan like. Yes, my FICO score is 500 right now, but if I pay off this debt, then I can bring that credit score up or, you know... Things like
0: that. Yeah, especially there maxed out lot. on those credit cards. That's yes. one of the easiest ways. So keep those credit cards like at 30% or below of what the um, limit is. So that's the key. Once you start going past that, it makes it look like you're not handling your finances, brings the score down. That's the easiest fix, right? Because you're not fixing any derogatory mm-hmm. um, late payments, collection, stuff like that. You kind of just have to wait for time to pass and reestablish good credit. Um, Unless it's something like fraud, then, of course, that's something, you know, that's a little bit trickier. But you typically they want to see a police report and you can fight that through the bureaus. And if you can are able to get some of this stuff deleted, then that's going to skyrocket your score right up. But, you know, I don't think it's, you know, overnight type of a situation, but it happens. In fact, I'm helping someone right now who um, he's newly graduated. He was used to having an 800 FICO score around, roughly. And um, when he came to see me, he said, Christina, my score is about 550, and I think that's because I've paid off all my credit cards and I haven't used any of my credit in about a year. And I said, well, that doesn't really make sense. You know, just not utilizing your credit is not going to bring your, your score down to 500. So he was adamant that that's what it was. So we did a soft credit pull. Well, lo and behold, he did have two fraudulent accounts. So someone had opened um, a Target card, and I can't remember, I think it was a Capital One, maybe, under his name. So right now, he's actually fighting that with the bureaus. And hopefully, he can get that deleted. And when I did the simulator to see what that was going to do to score, I was going to bring it up to over 700. So, so, you know, it's so important to monitor your credit. You get yes. a free copy of your credit report once a year. So you, I, I believe the website, don't quote me, is like uh, freecreditreport.com, something like that. But you can Google it. You can find it. But it's important to make sure that you're checking it, you know, at least yes. once a year.
1: Especially if you want to buy a house. Yes. And That's just, your first mm-hmm. step. Monitor your credit.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. And they've got those credit monitoring apps, you know credit karma, stuff like that. And those are not the most accurate. I mean, they're accurate and it's more of a consumer score, but whenever you're having credit pulled for a mortgage, um, it's your FICO score, which is graded a little bit differently. So a lot of people will come in and they're monitoring their credit and they think, you know, oh, I'm about a 620 and they'll come in and maybe they're a little bit lower, like a 600 in that kind of case. I'm going to try to help them get them above that 620. So they're not in that low FICO zone. Um, It's going to benefit them in their rate a little bit. Yes, monitoring credit is very, very, very much key to life in general.
1: I know there's a lot of people that think about, you know, they want to buy a house, but the fact that the rates are too high, like they're not going for it, or they're too scared to jump on it. Um, What do you think is the benefit of buying a house now versus just staying and renting and waiting for those rates to come down?
0: Well, 20 years in this business, I can tell you one of the biggest things... That I hear over and over is, why waited? I waited for this. I waited for that. Now look where we're at. Now look where the prices are at. Because prices and values are going to continue to go up. We're in California, high cost of living.
1: Right, right, right.
0: But everybody's coming to Kern County. Why? Because economically, it makes the most sense for a lot of families. Um, And a lot of people that come, they stay because... It's, you know, Kern County is one of the fastest-growing cities, I believe, right now. Um, it's a good place to raise a family. People are coming from, as you know, from Los Angeles, from Northern California. I think we've closed a couple, um, you know, yeah. people from Salinas. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, what compared to what they can get over there to what they can get here, I mean, they have a backyard for their kids and their dogs. and So I don't think the values are going down anytime soon. So don't wait. Because if you're going to wait for that rate you're just going to end up with a higher payment regardless because these values are going to continue to rise.
1: And we do have a lot of, you know, clients, actually, that they still live in L.A. You know, they live, well, they rent in L.A., but buy here. Why? Because they could afford here.
0: They'll keep their family here and commute. Yeah, they want to
1: live over there and, Mm -hmm. you know, but they still, that's the thing, the first thing. Like, I think that's the most important thing. Like, just buy something. If you want to live in L.A., go ahead, stay over there. But invest invest, invest.
0: (laughs) Build equity. Yes, build equity. equity.
1: What should we expect when you get pre-qualified? Like, what are... Some steps.
0: Yeah, okay, so we kind of uh, talked about what it takes or what I do when I'm pre you, what I'm looking for. So let's say we, we got past all of that, right? And you're good, you pre-qualify. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go over you know, payment, make sure that you're comfortable with it, what loan product might best fit you. So I'm gonna give you a side-by-side of maybe um, an FHA without down payment assistance, with down payment assistance, because I want to be very transparent on some of these down payment assistance, although they're great, they are more costly often, right? So there's some more fees involved and you're walking into your home with a little bit less equity. So I want you to see that side-by-side comparison. I want you to feel comfortable. So then what they're going to do, they're going to come to you, Daisy, and you're going to have a price range set and you're going to start showing them properties. Um, And then, you know, they find their dream home. What happens? So you touch what happens from there.
1: So once you find your home, well, once you are qualified, you know, we look for homes at that price. I don't want to show you, you know, a lot of times people want to look at houses and they're not even pre-qualified, right? Often. So they're over here thinking, oh yeah, I qualify for a $500,000 home, but then you talk to Christina, and whoop, you only qualify for three hundred. but now you've seen homes that are 500000 So they're like, uh...
0: You got that disappointment. Really like,
1: she's only showing me ugly houses. <laughs> or, you know? Yeah. So it's like, you gotta get pre qualified. You have to be no realistic.
0: Matter, yes, exactly. Be realistic. Yeah, you got you know have a financial let's plan. Say,
1: let's say you do want a $500,000 home, right? Guess what? You only qualify for three hundred. That's That's your starting point. Eventually, that house is gonna have some equity for you to go to for your dream home. So. Don't get disappointed. Just buy a house.
0: <laughs> yes, build equity. Build Just start equity. building equity like you said and if it's not your dream home, it's your starter home, you know? Yes. But you can either at some point maybe take out a home equity line of credit or sell that home and then maybe you're more established maybe your family has grown um and you need a bigger home well guess what now you've got this equity you don't have to worry about that checking savings 401k you've you've built your equity so you've got your nest egg in that home whether it's you selling it Or you taking a cash out refinance or doing a home um, line of credit, equity line of credit, which won't touch your first mortgage or your first rate for those who may have bought like, you know, during those, you know, dream period of having those 3% rates. um, Take some equity out and there you've got your down payment and now you're going to buy your dream home.
1: Yes. Yeah. But the thing is, you know, I know I've known a lot of people that, you know, they were just waiting for the market to crash. They're waiting for the rates, you know, to go down. Or they're like, oh, the houses are too expensive. I can't buy. So now they're still renting, you know, 10, 15 years passed, and they're still renting. Why? They were too scared to make a move. Yeah. You know, so.
0: And that's money thrown away. I mean, the the benefit, I guess, to renting is that you're not, you know, confined to that area, but... Like but we said,
1: owning, you, in Kern County,
0: you're usually, you know, here for long term. You know, this isn't yeah. like a college city or anything like that. So, no, But
1: even if you, you know, you don't plan to be here 20, you know, five years. Yeah. Right. You buy the house, live in there for two, three years, whatever, you, how many years you want to live. Um, and then you just sell it and take your equity to your next move.
0: Yeah. In fact, just so, didn't you do that yourself? Yes, I did. And I'm planning on here in the next couple of years myself as well. So, yes. get me into I out of my starter home into my dream home, which is my next goal, but I'm just too busy working, which is a blessing, mm-hmm. can't complain. But, yeah, absolutely. If, you know, we're going to recommend it out there, it's because it's, you know, something we would do for ourselves as well.
1: Yes. I'm very glad we bought our first house when we were 25. We've been homeowners for 10 years and we already have about $300,000 in equity. And you've owned how house. many homes? Well, we, had, we have our first one. We sold that one. We bought an investment. And then now we have another one. So we own two properties.
0: So do you regret any of but it? But we
1: have properties in Mexico also. So See? we're investing. We're always broke. Why? Because the <laughs> money is invested.
0: <laughs> but you, it's because that money is going into that equity. Yes. You're building equity. So
1: we're building you're not broke. Well you know we're cash broke. <laughs> we are we're yeah, we're cash broke. Um, my husband was telling me, Hey, let's just sell the property and pay off the property that we live in. I'm like, no, I don't want to pay it off. Like
0: And you we're, lose the we're tax write off. We're
1: able to work, you know. Let's be broke, who cares? Let's invest, invest. So whenever we're older, like we just sell everything. You can retire. Enjoy that money. Yes. And enjoy our hard work.
0: Plus, you've got those tax write-offs, right? Yes. So you, the, the mortgage insurance, the taxes, the um, what else? Uh, the property taxes, the insurance, the mortgage interest that you're paying, whatever expenses that you're going... I'm, yeah, I'm referring to rentals. Well, those are all tax write-offs, right? So at the end of the day, you can't go wrong yes. investing in rentals, which I know we were kind of talking more about first-time homebuyers, but this is a whole different subject. But yeah, it's something to also consider.
1: Well... Thank you so much for being here, Christina.
0: Thank you for we having learned
1: me. We a lot. Um, and thank you guys all for watching. And we'll see you in the next episode. <laughs>